Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Day. Welcome, welcome, welcome all. I'm glad you're here. WIBC's first day show. Uh, it is November 12th. Colts are playing the Patriots in Frankfurt, Germany. And yep, Colts just scored. Did they score? Well, just is a relative term. They, <laughs> they're winning now, still 10 to 6. So that's exciting. The Patriots started catching up, but they're doing good. Keep it up, Colts. Uh, how many minutes left in the game? We're at 235. Ooh. How do you like having a Colts game at 9.30 in the morning? It's fine with me. I mean, I, I don't like the late night games. I don't they either. They just wear me out. Don't. I think the, all the tailgates already start at 6 a.m., yeah. so might as well have the game, It's kind of nice. You got your day out. You know, your day's done after the Colts game. If you prefer just to watch the Colts game and no other games going on. Look, your rest of your day is free. I mean, you could go to the Christmas Gift and Hobby Show. It's the last day. Mm-hmm. That's right. Look I forgot all about that. See... When you when you go to Turkey Fest, that just yeah. sucks the life out of everything else that you wanted to do. I mean, you're going to Turkey Fest. <laughs> you know, the first year David and I were married, that's my husband. The first year we were married, not Denny. Yeah. Thank you. That, I thought about other, saying it. You know, it's okay. I bit my it's tongue. okay. He's married to someone else, a beautiful lady. But uh, the first year we were married, I'm I married into a, a, a giant family. David has a big family. And the way that family, they did Christmas was everybody got a present. <laughs> I mean, that was, it was like <clears throat> 15 presents. And, you know, when we first got married, dirt poor. We, we really were scrounging for anything. And so we went to the Christmas gift and hobby show to buy presents for the family. And everybody got uh, water gel uh, soul inserts. <laughs> for you. Wait. For shoes? For shoes. Well, at least it wasn't hair gel. You I guess what? that's the... I like that. <laughs> oh, I get miss, out. Stop. Hi, no, Leanne. listen to... It was me so out. hard, and I was so ashamed that that's I, all I had money, we had money for. I miss getting socks for Christmas. Me too. And underwear. Now, see, see? that's what my dad always yeah. said. I want socks, underwear, and, and handkerchiefs. Give me something I will use. I appreciate yeah, that you quite a bit. I'm, I'm with you, Kylan. I could use socks right now. I don't know where they go, but I've got heel, holes in every heel of, a, of the I five pairs right of socks too. I own. <laughs> so Christmas gift and hobby show. Last day for that. It's fun. You should go. I think that's out. That's out there. Fairgrounds, I think. Maybe don't get your socks there, Mm-mm. but you can get a lot cooler gifts. Yeah. I know we got to make this a, a quicker segment, a shorter segment, because I want to make room for our next guest, but... <clears throat> this is kind of interesting. All Pet Express. This is a new drive-through veterinarian clinic. What a great idea. Great idea. It opens tomorrow on Indianapolis's west side, 3810 West Washington Street. No appointment necessary. Services will include vaccines, microchipping, nail trims, and more. Drive-through. And this is a fantastic idea. Especially so, uh, if you don't like to clip the dog's nails, which yeah. is just oh, that is so hard. So hard. Sorry. I know it. It breaks my heart. Me too. 
Uh, all right, so coming up, farmland is vanishing at a pretty good clip here in Indiana. Now, it is is it a big deal? I find it to be a big deal. Uh, we're going to talk about it. I had a conversation with Tom and Carla Beckman. Tom is the editor of IndianaPrairieFarmer.com. He recently wrote an article about that very topic, and Carla actually, we're, the Home and Garden Show was actually mentioned in this article because Carla called in and she wanted to talk about this particular topic and um, she didn't get enough time to really say what she wanted to say. And I think she felt a little slighted. So we're going to talk about it. I call, When I talked to her, Denny, I apologized, apologized to her on behalf of all of us that, you know, we have a lot of fun on Saturdays and we move through rules. quick. And rules. so she, I, I did apologize to her for this. But anyway, you'll hear my conversation coming up. Uh, the loss of farmland, is it a big deal to you? We'll talk about it next on 93 WIBC. Welcome back to the first day on 93 WIBC. Terry Stacy, along with Kylan Talley producing the show. Denny Smith, he's out wandering around. He'll be back here in just a moment. But you know what? Rob Kendall from the Kendall and Casey show have several, he and I have several things in common. We share an office space together. But at the top of the list is our deep concern with what's happening to family farms. They're vanishing right before our eyes. He lives in Hendricks County. I'm in Hancock County. And that's where I'm finding housing additions and giant warehouses being built as fast as possible all around us. That feels like there's nothing we can do about it. Joining us now is Tom and Carla Beckman. Tom recently wrote a piece for Indiana Prairie Farmer, where he's the editor, indianaprairiefarmer.com, and this article was titled, Will Hoosiers Recognize Farmland Loss? An Issue. And they're here, and I'm glad to get to talk to both of you today. Carla and Tom, thank you for joining us. Carla, first of all, I understand you called the, uh, the Home and Garden Show because this is what you wanted to talk about, right? Yes, it is, Terry. It's a big concern for me, and I'm glad to have somebody in a platform that will listen to us and shares our concern because the good Lord isn't going to make any more ground for us to raise crops on to feed our own country, let alone part of the world. And as it's gobbled up into development, like you've already pointed out, there's going to be less and less to produce that food on to feed the country and the world. Can't turn it around and make it a farm again, right? Not very easily. I mean, it probably could be done depending what's there, but it doesn't happen. It it normally just sits there. Um, Let's let's take a solar farm, for example. Um, If one of those gets to the point where they no longer need it or use it or it's obsolete or too expensive to repair if it needs it, it's most likely probably going to sit there and just grow up into weeds because the expense to tear all that out and, you know, what's above ground and what's below ground would probably be astronomical. And the company's not going to foot that bill and no farmer can afford to do it to return it to farm ground. Yeah. But do you both own farmland? Are you farmers? No, we don't. We live on three acres. We raise sheep and vegetables that I mainly give away to the food pantry that we don't use. But I get on a lot of farms and uh, what's my role as editor of Indiana Prairie Farmer. And I grew up, I grew up on farm ground in uh, 
actually in Johnson County, just south of Greenwood. Uh, we didn't own it, so now it's all been used up. And I saw it firsthand. And actually, where my grandfather's farm in the early late fifties, early sixties, has now been taken for a retention pond for the uh, warehouses at the Whiteland exit off I sixty five. My where I grew up. Near Greenwood is a subdivision, and the house I lived in is gone, and it's a retention pond. And then where my mom and dad retired to along I-65 east of Greenwood, those houses were destroyed about 10 years ago for that warehouse complex. So I kind of have some firsthand experience in this. Yeah. You know, sometimes I feel a little torn because I know that the farmer is getting millions for his land, far more than he can make farming. And this is just a perception that the older generation of farmers can't get the younger generations interested in taking over the family farms. Well, let me, I guess, address that comment for a second. First place, that is part of the issue, and that's why some farm groups like Indiana Farm Bureau are, are hesitant to take real solid positions, at least in my view, because there are two sides to it. On the one side is the property rights side to uh, for the farmer, the landowner. Some of the land's owned by farmers, so it's owned by people that no longer farm or brought it for investment or inherited it, but the their right to do to sell it as they want. Yeah. Depending on how much they have, they may or may not get millions. It's usually about in this area, currently at fifteen to twenty thousand per acre and much higher if, if it's part of the, for development land. But a lot of young people do want to farm, but a lot of them can't afford to farm at the kind of prices in the land prices and prices for equipment. Farmer told me yesterday, a new John Deere combine, if you priced it today, brand new, which a lot of them don't run because they can't afford them, but a brand new 24 model John Deere combine without any heads is eight hundred over eight hundred thousand dollars. Wow. The heads probably are hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars thousand a piece. So he's got close to a quarter of a million dollars. Now most of them will buy used, but it's still it's a tremendous investment. That's what people a lot of times don't realize on that end of it. But I'm getting a little off base, but I just wanted to point out there to your question. Can there any way to make that better for the farmer? Well, the way they cope is the, a lot of them are starting out or that don't, that don't farm maybe quite as much or that just don't have the ability to pay those kind of prices. They'll buy used used equipment, but even this one farmer, get a deal, uh, a deal is a uh, five-year-old combine at $250,000, and that, that's a real deal price. So there's just a lot of money involved. There are ways to start, but it, it's not, it's, you drive down the road, take all farmers are rich. That's, that's not the case. And about the other thing that happens, and, and I kind of played devil's advocate with Carla for a while, the last few years, on this subject for farmland loss, but say, well, we're just raising so much more corn today that we'll overcome that. The truth is, Bob Nielsen at Purdue has done a uh, comprehensive study, and over the last, since we saved 70 years, the average corn yield trend line in the U.S., well, in Indiana, goes up about just under two bushels a year. We have not had this explosive where all of a sudden we're going three, four, five bushels a year that some thought would happen with new technology, and maybe someday it will, but so far it hasn't. It's still, at that rate, we're still going to need more land, an ample amount of land. 
to produce enough food for food and energy that we're doing today. That's Tom Beckman, and uh, Tom is the editor of Indiana Prairie Farmer, indianaprairiefarmer.com. And Carla, his wife, is also one that feels very passionate about this particular topic. Carla, why do you think Hoosiers should be concerned about the loss of farms being replaced by subdivisions and warehouses? There's a lot of people that aren't concerned. Well, just the the fact that we keep eating it up for for development. It's like Tom pointed out, you know, there's technology for these seed companies to develop hybrids that are going to produce higher bushels per acre. But what people don't think about is you have a drought year like we had this year. I don't care if we've got a hybrid that can produce 500 bushels an acre. It's not going to do it if it doesn't get the rain. If you have, you have a drought, you have a drought. It's not going to make 500 bushels in a drought. Everything is not a given in farming. And they just got to understand that this ground's not going to be replaced. And another thing I think a lot of people don't think about when you was asking Tom about young farmers getting into the farming business, some of them have to do it through rented ground from these landowners, be it it's a retired farmer or, as Tom pointed out, a person that bought some farm grounds for investment that has no knowledge of agriculture. They depend on that rented ground to be able to afford to farm because they don't have the investment in the land. Well, if these landowners sell it for big money for development, this young farmer can't compete with that to try and buy it. So now you're also looking at not only are we losing ground to produce crops on to feed and fuel our country, our state even, we're putting a young farmer in jeopardy of going out of business if he can't maintain enough rented ground to be able to raise enough to pay his bills and, and have a livelihood at it. Tom, you're the devil's advocate. Are we worrying too much? Is it as big a deal as we think it is? No, it is as big a deal as we think it is. And I guess I'd like to add here before we close, it's a little bit over a year now, but American Farmland Trust, who's a private group, did a kind of a watershed survey across the country on farmland loss. And they issued a report in June 2022, the farmland under threat. And in that, they rated states all across the country for what they were doing to help. There are things you can do to help combat loss of farmland. One of them is just not really not against development, not even against solar, right. Right. but just be smart. As Paul and I were in Amish country a few weeks ago. There's more solar in Amish country than around here. It's on barn roofs, but you don't see it in fields. They want to farm their fields. It's on house roofs, barn roofs. Look at that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or right out where we live. Instead of taking five acres for a house, use half an acre, and your neighbor is maybe a little closer, but you're still in the country. Smart development, and that's part of it. But depending this study, Indiana ranked 44th out of 50 states on uh, how their things they're doing to protect farmland. I think we can do better than that. There's a couple of legislator, Kendall Culp, the Farm Bureau has got a couple bills that became legislation, but people need to follow that. There's a task force meeting back this coming week that's all coming off of that, but all sides will be represented there. We need to make sure that people concerned about this get their views heard. It's, you know, as you said, it's about smart development. I'm not anti-growth. It feels to me that this is just happening so quickly. Indiana is lagged behind. There are still 12 counties in Indiana that do not have county planning and zoning because 
Some people just don't want it. And some in southern Indiana, but one of those is, is fairly close to central Indiana. And if you don't look ahead and plan, then things are going to be willy-nilly and you're going to eat up more land than you would have to. Yeah. Just do your homework. You know, I, I would encourage people to do the research, look at the facts, and don't just think, oh, well, you know, we need 16 more warehouses. We don't. Because as you pointed out earlier, we've got some of them setting empty. Yeah. And that's a waste of farm ground. It is. It, it goes back to, the, you know, the smart development, not just the because some big corporate corporation can come build 10 warehouses and maybe only two of them are being used yeah i think sometimes people think about well i got plenty of food to eat right now like my generation but i think about down the road i our youngest grandchild is six months old and i think about what is this going to look like when he's even let's say 20 and that's not that many years away he gets to be my age what is this world going to look like this countryside going to look like right you know, where, where is the food going to come from if we keep developing at the rate we're going right now? Tom and Carla Beckman. Tom, again, the editor of Indiana Prairie Farmer, indianaprairiefarmer.com. And thank you a million times, both of you. I appreciate it. And thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much for letting us uh, have a few minutes to kind of sp- hopefully spread some information out. I think you did. I think they spread out some information for me. It helped me understand a little bit about what's happening and if it really is a concern. Am I? It's just Rob Kendall and I, the only two that care about this. Actually, Terry, your, your gut has always been right on this. That Tom and Carla are right, and you are right. Your gut was there, and it's been there. And just because you see it encroaching yeah. on you almost every week, every week, just another one. I just I'm now watching. This didn't just happen in the last couple of days. I'm watching on uh, US 40 coming out of Cumberland. They're they're doing something on that south side of the road. I'm sure it's going to be something big because they're tearing down trees and and I don't know. I don't know. It's hey, all some good news. What good the news? The circle's open. Spark has been picked up. You yeah. can drive all the way around the circle now. Yay! Good news. You can see the lights. Uh, they will actually be officially turned on the day after Thanksgiving. And more good news, everybody. Colts win. Colts win. Woo! You betcha. 10 to 6, I do believe, is the final score. I-N-D-Y in Germany. Absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna Taylor. We're going to take a quick break, and we've got more stuff coming up. Uh, in fact, it's good stuff. I can't remember what exactly, but I think food news is included. Yeah, good student, <laughs> student accomplishments here in Indiana. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, news is next. Thanks for joining us this morning on the first day, 93 WIBC. Across the border and into the city, you and I can both get jobs and finally see what it means to be living. I just love this song. Can't we just listen to the whole thing? This is beautiful. Good morning, Terry Maxson. Thank you for sending me an email. She's worried. Terry's worried, too. About the farm ground. I shouldn't say C. Right. Terry, T-E-R-R-Y. wonder if that's a man or a woman. Anyway, I'm glad you're here. Listening to us this morning. Listens to us every Sunday. And also worried. Worried that the warehouse is popping up all over the Midwest uh, need to be checked periodically. You don't know what's going in those warehouses. We had 120 acres behind us to the west or to the east. And when they first came in and started building the houses, I was sort of resentful. but, But quite frankly, it's a great addition to our area. But it's still using up farm I'm torn. I'm torn. As I said, I'm torn because my heart hurts more that the farmers 
uh, you know, are, are leaving us. But it hurts because I know that they're getting millions. It doesn't hurt. It's, I'm glad for them if they're making the money that well, from those That's the properties. challenge because every farmer that I ever had as a client, as a financial advisor, they were asset rich, but they were cash poor. They, right. were, they You know, they had millions and millions of dollars. I mean, if somebody comes in and says... You've got, you know, acreage that's producing 200 acres of beans or, or 100 acres of, of corn, whatever it might be. That's a penance compared to taking that money and investing it. But now, you know, land prices going to forty, forty-five thousand dollars $45,000 an acre for a close development. My gosh, you set your family up for generations. Right. And that, it's the right. big decision. It it's really a t- is. And you know, I'm sure it's a hard decision for farmers that have had these pieces of land for generations. But I really it's a tough respect choice. it. Yeah, Tom and Carla Beckman, they, they really do address the issues. It's not about us. It's not about us well, right now. Well, it's about smart planning yeah. is what he said. It's and about I, smart development. And their family and, has chosen delayed gratification to take care of future generations. So yeah. it'll, you know, that's well, life. That's what it is. It is. And it's happening so fast. That is what makes me a little nervous is that it's happening so, so fast. Yeah. Uh, this growth of development. Okay. I um, want to say it kind of reminds me of this song where you're giving credit where credit, you're not giving the credit that's due to the work that's being done, right? In taking that away. Well, this song is actually by Tracy Chapman. If you've heard Fast Car by Luke Combs, that's the only one that I had known, right? Yeah. Well, Tracy Chapman, who's singing right now, this song is actually hers, but it did gain popularity from Luke Combs, so thankful for him. But she wrote this song, has won four Grammys, and she is the only black woman ever to have a solo writing credit on a number one country song. And then just made history with the CMA Awards with this song, being song of the year, win for this fast car song. You know, it used to a be just Charlie Pride, Darius Rucker from South Carolina. Uh, they, I, I love hearing it. I love hearing it. Great and, song. And by the way, if Thank you ever you. want to get the uh, lyrics off of Spotify, all you got to do is swipe up from the bottom of the song, and you there's the lyrics that'll go right along with you. Boy, did I screw up lyrics as a... <laughs> I'm singing along with songs, and I'm not singing the same lyrics that are that are written, but... Hey, uh, uh, it's Christmas movie time. It sure is. There's a lot of movies that are coming out. The Home Naughty Alone, Nine. Home Alone 16. Uh, Red One with, uh, who's in that one? It's like a Fast and Furious meets Miracle on 34th Street with Dwayne Ooh. Johnson. Small Town Christmas comes out December 11th. All these movies are coming. Journey to Bethlehem, which I think looks fantastic. That one is actually open this weekend. Uh, Animal Crossing Christmas Festival, the movie. Best Christmas ever. I mean, there's just a lot of movies coming out right now and this is an interesting survey 45 percent of americans say they have a different having different movie taste is a relationship deal breaker oh my gosh yeah oh my it's a it's a deal breaker about it are these all coming out because the screen actors guild have settled now is these uh, the strike is over but these were in production probably a year or two maybe even more than that ago so they were already in post-production by the time yeah um, you know, if you want to stick to a classic, Buddy the Elf is returning to theaters. Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color for the town? Love it. Yeah, they're celebrating their 20th anniversary. <laughs> well, oh, I thought boy. this survey of 5,000 Americans who stream, uh, it, that they say that, you know what, if you, if you, I'll go on and the perfect date 
they say, is to go to a, uh, to stream a movie or to go to a movie. Perfect date. Has been that way for a million years. First of all, am I allowed to use this in class? Because at Columbia right now, we are studying Netflix and streaming yeah. and the different subscription rates and how the lowest subscription rate, you have to put up with commercials and then there's the media right. and there's the deluxe. I'm going to use this. Well, I just think it's interesting because people say that, you know, if you will we'll go on this, we'll go on this date, we'll watch this movie, we'll stream this film, whatever it is. But if you and I don't agree on what we both like in movies, we're done. What? Yeah. I guess whatever so. happens to be in a good 45%. kisser. No, you don't know. matter. If, you, if I like Carmel, Chris Kindlemart and then watched a movie, I might have a little bit of sway because Chris Kindlemart might turn. You're being a hard case over well, there. Well, I love Chris Kindlemart. That's a romance movie in itself. But I would say, like during the Halloween season, that's cuffing season. So see, it's when, cuffing season, Denny. Did you yeah. know? I don't know what cuffing is. Cuffing. Is that, tell him what cuffing season okay, is. Cuffing season. That's when people are getting lonely and want a partner to celebrate the holidays with. So it's cuffing <laughs> season when everyone. It's like a. And actually, like a handcuff. See, so like, oh, 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 I got it. Cuffing to each other. That kind of sounds. It's cuffing. We're gonna move I have never heard of that. Well, before. now you're up to date. All right, she can now teach I've got you. A, okay, I've got okay, a question. Okay, we've got one you. minute. We've okay, got 25 seconds. What movie from your youth do you remember going on a date on? You're not going to remember any of David them. David took me to see Deer Hunter was ah, our first oh, minute. It was the worst. Exactly. I'm surprised we're still together. You know, <laughs> that's a really good conversation about dates, though, because there's so many places to go on dates here in Indianapolis. I think we're doing something with that, aren't we? Yeah, Tony Katz had mentioned it earlier this week, and it did spark a conversation. So go on to 93WIBC and have our back. Where are good places to Great. go on dates in Indianapolis Great. or central Indiana yeah. in general? Don't take a mistake. Don't say runner. anything about cuffing. That's <laughs> oh, weird. Danny, cuffing, that's the word. Weird. You need to move along. I'm Come on, let's go. We're, we got to keep going with the times. Nothing to see here. It's 1240 coming up. We've got food news and more Woo! on 93WIBC. Welcome back to the first day on 93 WIBC. This past week, students from the Junior Chef Academy at Paramount Schools of Excellence, they traveled to Dallas, Texas to compete in the first Junior Chef competition at the World Food Championships, which, in fact, is the largest competition in food sport. It's a really cool accomplishment, and I'm so excited to have CEO of Paramount Schools of Excellence, Tommy Reddix, here to talk a little bit about this achievement. Tommy, welcome to First Day. Thanks so much. Happy to be here. First off, can you tell me a little bit about what this competition is and kind of the process to getting this far? Well, the World Food Championships have been taking place for many years now, but this is the first year that the World Food Championships decided to open itself up to juniors. About the same time that opened up, we were in communication with the World Food Championships about having our own set of juniors be competitors through our Perfect Night Challenge qualifier in Indianapolis. And in years past, we'd held this qualifier for just adults, but we thought there would be an avenue for us to start an after-school club to you know, get students used to cooking and, and excited about cooking and give them the basic skills so they could compete in that perfect bite challenge and earn their own way to the World Food Championship Junior Competitions. This Junior Chef Academy program, if I'm correct, it was only launched this past year, right? That's correct, yeah. We started March 1st, and we did a 10-week beginning course. And, and in this program, I should back up just a bit and say we had 50 students try out for this program. And it was a pretty intense interview process where you were interviewed. We talked about any cooking background. Uh, We talked about classroom grades and competencies. 
and then narrowed that field of 50 down to 20 students and coached those 20 students for 10 weeks from March through May. And then we took a break and came back for four weeks over the summer and took a break and came back for three weeks over the fall. So that's 17 weeks of training, essentially, to prepare them for the qualifier competition and eventually for the world championships. You talked about how you had those conversations with even just the world championships about creating this program and having students compete in this huge competition. What was your mission going into creating this program that was just created this past year? Well, the mission is really to to look at food insecurity, but look at it from root cause. I think we hear the phrase food insecurity an awful lot. and We, we really worry about our, our families in poverty, our families without means, and how they struggle to stay healthy and take care of themselves. And food insecurity oftentimes comes down to understanding food, knowing how to work with food, and knowing how to eat properly, how to cook properly. So by starting this with students so young, uh, it's almost a multi-generational, multi-generational approach to uh, growing up healthy and, and making smarter choices and having a passion for that process. So, uh, I, and I really feel like that's translated as, as we've cooked each day during Junior Chef Academy. Our kids are taking food home that they've cooked, sharing it with their families, introducing them to new, healthier styles of cooking and uh, better ways of life. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Tommy Reddick, CEO of Paramount Schools of Excellence. And with creating this program just a year ago and sending students to Dallas, Texas for this for this World Food Championships first junior chef competition ever, there was a lot of success. Tony Fernandez, he's a middle school student here in Indianapolis. He was aided by sous chef Tiffany Smith. Both of them were only 14 years old when going to this competition and they both they took first place, winning $2,500. And then even another team from Paramount, they were headed by Riley Pate and then sous chef Gavin, Gavin Watson, and they took fifth place. Can you talk about some of the experiences so far in Dallas? I mean, obviously, there's plenty of experiences to come with the adults who are competing right now. But with the kids, when you got to spend some time in Dallas, whether it was the, the test cook or the time during the championship... Can you give us one of those behind-the-scene experiences that you had with the students participating? Oh, sure. There, there are plenty. And, and first off, getting on an airplane was one of the best experiences ever for students who haven't done it. And, you know, to, <laughs> to just put some some humor into it, um, one of our students who's never flown be- before was watching a bunch of YouTube videos on how to survive a plane crash. So, oh, no. um, <laughs> you know, we all got a, a kick out of that. And, and she loved it. And the plane took off. Everything was great. Oh, that's a really cool thing. For the program moving forward, you've had such great success in this first year. Do you have any thoughts for the next year? We do, and it's ambitious, but we want to double the size of the program. We want to bring on not 20 kids, but 40 kids in two different classes. So, And we want to open it up citywide to any students ages 12 to 15. And so hopefully leaning into this, this success, we can find the funders who are out there interested in wanting to help this cause and help us double down on these efforts. Is there anywhere people can follow along, whether that's a website, social media, or where people who might be interested in donating, if there's any place to go for that? You know, Team Indiana is an easy one to follow on Facebook, and anyone on Team Indiana can get in touch with me and let us know if they had interest in supporting. And then anyone can go to ParamountIndy.org, our website, 
and click on the donate button if they wanted to support. And when you do that, it asks you what you'd like to support and how you'd like those dollars to be spent. And they could be allocated towards the Junior Chef Academy. Tommy Reddix, CEO of Paramount Schools of Excellence. Thank you so much for taking time today. Absolutely. I'm honored to. And even calling from Dallas right now, I congratulations and good luck to all of the adults who are still participating right now at the World Food Championships. That's great food news if I've ever heard some. Mm-hmm. I agree. Makes me so excited. Congratulations. And they're tagged on First Day's Facebook page if you want to go find some more information. But that brings us to some other things. A lot of food deals to get to, so just... Hang tight. Ready? Yep. Wednesdays, you can get Dunkin' Free Donuts with a drink purchase. Okay. That's for reward members. And then Wendy's is doing free six-piece chicken nuggets every Wednesday through the end of 2023. Their nuggets are pretty good. I like Any other purchase, buy your Frosty and get some chicken nuggets. Yeah. And then Friday, you can get your fries at McDonald's. Every Friday, get a free order of medium fries through the app with any purchase of $1 or more. Excited about that. Again, yeah. get the app. National Fried Chicken Sandwich Day was on Friday, but there are some deals still running through. So Wingstop, they're doing buy one, get one free chicken sandwich today. Mm. Or if you want just a free chicken sandwich, tune into all the football games that are happening because if any NFL player does the chicken dance. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. And what happens? What you I get heard. a free chicken? Exactly. Yep, you heard it right. Shake Shack will give free chicken sandwiches if any NFL player does the chicken wow. dance in the end zone today. So let's let's go all of you NFL players. Man, I hope so. Wow. Please help us out. Get hey, you know, I live here. in Westfield and Raisin Cane's, a new chicken uh, place is coming. It's replacing the White Castle, which broke my heart. They took down the White Castle. But Raisin Cane's is coming. I'm okay with that. That's yeah. okay. I haven't Raisin had Raisin Cane's. Cane's yeah, it, I heard Kylan told me how Their good sauce? it was. To die for. I got plenty to go and keep for all of the other meals I'm going to have that week. <laughs> I just love chicken. Don't forget Wheatley's Fried Chicken Sunday. Yeah. And then Colts, congratulations on your 10-6 win yep. against the Patriots just now. And because of that, tomorrow you can score some deals, including BOGO free Big Mac at McDonald's through their oh. app because they made a field goal. And then 50% off of Hotbox Pizza. You just have to use the promo code Colts. That's awesome. There That's you go. it? That's super cool. Yeah. Love Let's it. go Colts even more so. I love it. And then tomorrow, big deal. I'm going to be there. I hope you're there. Krispy Kreme is offering a free dozen donuts for the first 500 guests <laughs> at each of their locations tomorrow. Are you wearing elbow pads? Are you going oh, to are you going to take out the person in front of you? As long as it's not a WIBC listener. Then All right, there so you go. Better watch out. Where would we go for that? Where's it? Where is a Krispy, Krispy Kreme? Kreme. Up north. Yep. Uh yeah. if you go north 30 minutes, I don't remember. Is it Castleton? I think, baby. They're doing it as part of World Kindness Day, and I think that's pretty kind. So mm-hmm. I hope you get to go get some free dozen donuts because I sure will. And then finally, Subway is doing buy one, get one free footlongs online or via the app. I did this last week, so I'm sharing it with you. You can get that through next Saturday. Just use the code FREEFL. How can you be so small, so dainty, so thin, and you eat all of this food? I love my food. I sure do. I love to watch her eat because she can really pack (laughs) it in. Oh, well, no, there's the pot. Now, wait a minute. That's the pot calling the kettle black. Well, you can eat, too. We've now, been together eating, and it's quite a sight. All right, the so Sugar Factory, a few congratulations okay. right before we get to our tasting. Congrats to Starlight Distillery for being awarded the Single Barrel Whiskey of the Year. Oh, Congrats. good. That's awesome. That's kind of food. It's enough. food. 
And then congrats to the local Hardee's franchises that took part in the company's partnership with St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Nice. Great. They helped them raise $106,693. That's awesome. That's awesome. Terrific. Pretty good. And then the Cheesecake Lady, congrats to her for their grand opening yesterday. You can check them out on 42nd Street. Maybe that'll be a future tasting. Okay. And then yesterday was the grand opening of Indie Winter Farmer's Market. They open yesterday. It'll be every Saturday from now until April, 9 a.m. to 12.30. And that is where we got our tasting. Oh, is this where you got it? It You sure went to is. the farmer's market? Mm-hmm. That's plenty. why everything's so delicious. So good, fresh. And plenty of vendors to choose from and go check out. So hopefully I'll get a little social media reel for you to see a little bit about it. But it's just over at the Amp. Great takeover of the space. And what we're tasting today is from Baked and Smoked. It's just a local family shop. They cook out of their house and then bring all their baked goods to pop-ups or farmer's markets. And what they do is they bake these goods and then they smoke them as well. So truly baked and smoked. I completely forgot about the name and I had eaten and I'm thinking, what is that flavor? It's it's not a, it's a very nice flavor. It's very subtle. Very subtle. Now it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Baked that they're wonderful. and smoked. And, and smoked. most of these items are gluten-free, you said? They are gluten-free. And what we're tasting today, we have the apple cake. Very good. Oh, the apple Very cake good. was delicious. The bourbon maple pecan oatmeal cookies. Those oh, is were... that what that was? It was. It looks like a snickerdoodle, but yeah, it's bourbon maple. Really and it, good. They looked like they were going to be dry and powdery, and they were not. They were very moist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very sweet. And, and then the chewy caramel brownies. These ones are really nice. It has a That's caramel my coating. Thesens. Is that what you these said? Ones? No, you said these ones. You're good. Oh, these ones, right. but you're dead. I'm giving you a hard in my time. Mouth. What do you oh, expect? Boy, oh boy. These ones. Now, what were the that she's talking about? Her. I mean, that brownie with the gluten gone, it gives you that incredible chocolate-rich flavor that you long mm-hmm. for. And that is really in a, in a brownie. And you know what? It's the good. Cocoa prices have gone up like four thousand dollars a ton. Oh, it's, is that right? It's incredible. Chocolate's going to get going to get expensive. That's wild. very good. And then finally, your pumpkin pie, and then your smoked candied pecans. Those are good. I, I of the two of those, the I think I like the oh no no. Gosh. I think I like the pumpkin pie better than the, what? the pecans. Yes, the pumpkin You're pie wild. was good. It was good. It was really good. The pecans good. are like healthy chips that you can just. Oh, well, healthy is a general word because they're candied, but they're so good you can just. Eat them up. Yeah, and you are my excuse tomorrow. I'm going in for the blood test for the cholesterol and all that type of stuff, blood, <laughs> blood lipids and stuff. I'm blaming it on you. Okay. Blaming anyway, it on you. Apology. Again, the name of that place is Baked and Smoked, and you can find them every Saturday over at the AMP for their yep. farmer's winter farmer's market. And they accept SNAP, so go use your SNAP bucks over there as well. Okay, deal. Hey, thank you, Kylan. Great thank job. You thank you for the food and for the fun and all your help. Denny, thank you. You're awesome. You guys are the best. All of our great guests today and you too. We're so glad you joined us. Uh, appreciate it very much. We'll join you again next Sunday right here on the first day on 93 WIBC. The news is next. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.